Well, welcome everybody. This is Maranatha Remnant Ministries. My name is Christian Gossett. Uh, we just finished worship. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Uh, it was by Charity, and I don't know her last name, but it was an amazing, beautiful time of worship. Uh, just with fellow believers in Christ. I mean, that's one of the most powerful things I think we can do here on earth. But also, we're going to be doing that for eternity. Just praising the Lamb. Praise praising the Lamb before the mercy seat of God. Thank so, um, so don't ever um, neglect worship, right? So anyways, uh, I have a special guest today. And it's going to be... He's a powerhouse, so it's going to be awesome. We're going to have a good time. Make sure you guys are pulling. Make sure that like you're coming expecting to hear a word from the Lord. Because I can't tell you, there's times where I feel like I'm preaching to the wall, and then it seems like I'm preaching to 5,000. I'm telling you, like you can really feel, I guess how the word says, the energy, but really it's just your hunger, your thirst for it, right? For the word of God. So anyways, uh, before we jump in or before I hand it off, uh, does anyone have any testimonies, any uh, praise reports or anything they would like to share? Anybody online? Okay. Um, anybody here in person? Well, if not, I have a quick, um, I, believe it's, I believe it's a testimony in the making. Okay. So, you know, um, for me, I always treat my job, my secular job as a ministry. You know, I have Maranatha Remnant Ministries, but also... What am I doing for the 40 hours where I'm at work? That's a long time, you know, and we have many opportunities. And if we kind of just sit back and let the Holy Spirit guide us and lead us, um, it, it's just amazing, right? It says, in, uh, I believe it's in 1 John chapter 2, verse 17, where it says, You have been given the anointing by the Holy One, and you know all things. And the thing is, is that, I depend on the anointing of the Holy Spirit, not by my works and not by my own strength, but by the power of God flowing in me. And like as every believer, you're anointed, you're anointed, you're anointed, you're anointed, you're anointed, right? So anyways, I was talking to this young man and I've, I felt like God's really been pulling on my heart. He's a security guard at my, uh, at my work and his name is Ray and uh, he's 24 years old and I started to sharing the gospel with him just sitting like right here from me to chelsea and he's at his desk and i'm sharing the word and the gospel just really relaxed and there's tons of people like traffic just coming in and out of the building but i would he was so captivated and he was really listening like that's the beauty of the of the gospel at times we can you don't understand like holy spirit's there ministering spirits of fire are there because they're working unto them to have salvation right and the thing is uh I started ministering to him and and I said, you ever, you ever heard about being born again? And at first he's like, he's like, no, I don't think I ever have. Like some people have never heard that. And that's just like Christianese to us, right? Being born again, being born again. Mm-hmm. Some people don't know that. And what was interesting, it seemed like he was very vaguely knew what it meant and then how to give him scripture, right? Always give the word, right? Give, share your testimony. <coughs> how you want to witness to people, share your testimony. Share what God's done for you and give them a scripture or two. Yes. Or if you just only know one scripture and you paraphrase it, there's still power in that. I believe Holy Spirit will magnify it and, and really captivate that audience that you're trying to witness to. Mm-hmm. So anyways, 
I go up to him, I said, hey, do you want that? Do you want that gift of salvation? He says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So I literally go into this place of squatting down at his desk, and I'm about to like, like I'm about to lead him to the Lord, right? And he's like, well, I got to tell you one thing. And I was like, what? He's like, well, I'm a Mormon. <laughs> right? And then, I know, and so I was like, so he thought it was going to throw me for a loop, but really... I was able to talk about you, Cynthia, about how I said, I talked to her just the way I'm talking to you. And she was Mormon. She wasn't even born again. And she gave her life to Jesus. And she's following God. And I said, what the difference is, is that I don't, I'm not led by Joseph Smith or Allah, Muhammad or Buddha. It's just Jesus. That's the way. John 14, verse 6, right? Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes before the Father but through me. And I told him, I said, all scripture is inspired by God. It's breathed upon. So I only stick to the word. And the word is really what set me free. And I said, what's, and I told him this straight up. I said, I know you're, you're a Mormon. But I said, what you're missing is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And he like looked at me. I said, that's the missing factor. I said, that's why you feel like something. And I was just speaking out of like not knowing, but the anointing. That he knows all things was speaking through me, right? It says, it's not me who speaks, but the spirit of my father who speaks. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, I'm, I'm ministering to him. And I said, you need the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then I gave him my, my business card. And mm-hmm. I said, hey, we'll, we'll continue this conversation. But I know I planted a major seed. Mm-hmm. Because, see, Mormons, they believe in the Father. They believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. They believe in the Holy Spirit. But then they believe in a different doctrine that contradicts the word of God. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, they truly have not received the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Pastor Carmen can agree to that too, is that they don't, that's the missing factor. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the Holy One, you ain't holy. Mm-hmm. You ain't cleansed by the blood of Jesus. You don't have the Spirit of God living in you and, dw- and dwelling you. Mm-hmm. So that can always be a, a, a tool to witness mm-hmm. to say that they're missing the Holy Spirit. And if they ask you why, then you can talk about John chapter 3, where it talks about being born again, mm-hmm. being, wa- being baptized with the spirit and water. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, a lot of people try to, um, what, what's the word? A lot of people try to associate your relationship with God because you go to church or because you've been baptized. Mm-hmm. That, doesn't, that doesn't make you a Christian. Mm-hmm. What makes you a Christian is becoming born again. Mm-hmm. And then... Also, a water, a water baptism is a requirement from the Lord. But being born again inside, being washed inside is what matters. Because I can be water baptized a thousand times. Doesn't mean I'm going to heaven. And the guy was unsure. He was like, I don't, he's like, I don't know if I'm going to heaven. And I said, I have that surety that I do. And what are you going to do with your life? I, I kept ministering to him. I said, is this all you want to do? Do you want people to remember you? And what are they going to remember you for? Because I went to a funeral last week, and I was telling Chelsea, I said, I don't want to be remembered like that. Mm-hmm. I want to be remembered like preaching the gospel to the nations. I, wanna, like, I want people to see me laying hands on people and people getting healed and falling out and preaching and like, doing the stuff that God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. I was watching the thing on Billy Graham, and I'm like, man, that's an amazing man of God. Mm-hmm. Like, he continues stayed in God's plan and that divine compensation, the supply, mm-hmm. the blessings of the Lord were just upon his life. It's evident. No one can say, oh, he was, not, he was out of God's plan. No, he was in God's plan for his life. But we all have purpose. We all have value to be in God's plan. So I encourage you guys, if you feel like 
it's kind of what Pastor Carmen told me this week. He said, imagine you're in a bowling alley and you have the bumpers up and you throw your, your bowling ball and it's like you're going and it's rolling into eternity. And if you hit the side, you need to get back in the middle of the lane. And I really envisioned that because I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go way far out here. And then I'm like living in sin, hyper grace or whatever. But then I don't want to be going to the right where I'm super religious and, and, and just a Pharisee. I want to stay right in that lane with the Lord. And he'll, and he'll lead you there. So hopefully that was a good analogy. Hopefully you guys understood. But um, that's all I have to share for you guys because I, I have other stuff. But that's all God put on my heart. So with that being said... Uh, let's jump into into prayer. Do you wanna um, do you wanna lead us into prayer? Sure. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just come to you right now. We lift up Pastor Carmen. Yes, Father, Lord. I thank you. You're gonna use him as a mighty <clears throat> vessel, Father. Yes, Lord. Speak your word boldly, Father. Holy Spirit, you're gonna customize the word, Father, yes. to pierce through spirit and soul, yes. Father. I thank you that word is gonna be implanted in people, and people will yes, be Lord. changed, Father, and transformed, Father, and that we will not be just. Do, you know, just hearers of the word, yes. but doers yes. of the word, Father, that we walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Yes, yes Lord. We just thank you for thank um, you. Pastor Carmen and his ministry, Father. We just yes. thank you that you bless him, Father. Yes, Lord. That you just open up the, the windows of heaven and pour out blessings, Father. Yes, Lord. We just thank you for all our Bible study here and yes. all the people that are listening, Father, that yes. we are going to receive a word, Father, yes. from you, from, from heaven, Father. Yes, Lord. And we're just going to, um, you know, um, implement that, Father, and be yes. doers of, yes, of that word. Father, we just thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, I am going to introduce our special guest, Pastor Carmen. So let's give him a round of applause. We are so privileged to have you here. Thank you. Yeah. And we're, what's the timer again? Whenever you feel like it. Right. <laughs> a couple of hours. A couple of hours. Will we good? All right. I can't see me, but that's okay. Do you, you want to see me? I don't have to. Can you see me, Ian? Mike good up. deal. Yeah, Mike Mr. Beach Bum. <laughs> so, what a good prayer. Makes me want to get saved again, praise God. But... Um, and, and, and listen, what Christian said about utter, um, you know, pulling and... If you don't understand what that really means, it means be expecting. Mm-hmm. If you're not expecting to receive, then you'll get exactly what you're expecting. Please don't look to me and say, well, let's see what you got, because I ain't got nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm just God's mouthpiece. And to my knowledge, I don't know that I've ever done it quite like this, where I have no clue what I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not flying by the seat of my pants because I prepare my heart, right. but I have no clue what scriptures... I have no clue what I'm going to talk about. So it's going to come out exactly how God wants it to. Yes. So having said that, I can only go as far as you guys will let me go. Cool. If you've got your arms folded and you just ain't receiving, I'm going to hit a brick wall and I'm just going to, have to say, okay, well, let's talk about something else. But if you'll pull and be expecting, God will answer questions tonight. Come on. Amen. Come on. You just need to make sure that you're hungry and you're receiving. Amen? Amen. So just stretch your hands towards me. Lord, I ask you for boldness that I will have utterance. Think through my mind. Speak through my vocal cords. All of you, none of me. And Lord, I give you my mouth tonight, Father, and I receive you flowing through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
and let me uh, let me start off by saying what an honor and a privilege. What a blessing. I, I love I love ministering here because you guys are so hungry and I minister above myself because of you guys. And it's just marvelous. And I want to comment on something real quick what Christian said. This glass, this glass represents if you're born again. When you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit. Okay? And if I poured water, it would go on the outside of the glass, right? But if you turned it upside down and filled it till it overflowed you are now filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's one of the better analogies I've heard because to say you're born again and you don't have the Holy Spirit is not true because you can't get born again without the Holy Spirit. And I'm not, I know you weren't saying that, but, but I wanted to clear that up. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is, is power. It's the evi- initial evidence is speaking in other tongues. Amen. And I think most of you guys have already received it, right? Yes. I know you received it. But um, praise God. So let's get started. And God has got, yes, Lord, God has got a process. He's got a way of doing things. And that process works the same way in every area. You go to him and you find out what the word says in any particular area. And then you follow those instructions. So for example, like Christian said, the whole, you know, the Holy Spirit lives in you and you know all things because of him, right? But that process means you find out what God has to say and then you say that. And then the Father within will do the works, right? So, uh, for example, and let me see if I want to go here in John 4, where he says, um, actually, it's John 5, I believe. Yeah, John 5. And he said, um, and I'm just going to take my time. Is that okay? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Oh, here we go. So it says right here, it says that. Most of okay, I'm in John 5, 18. Actually 19, John 5, 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. Now, who's talking here? Jesus, right? How do I know Jesus is talking? Because it's in red. That's deep, right? Most assuredly, in other words, I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you right now. I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. Now, Now, I need that to really sink in because that's my endeavor to do what the Father says to do and to be a full-fledged son. It's great to be apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, but the highest call Mm -hmm. is a son. Well, there's female sons and there's male sons. So as you make a decision to be a son, which means to grow up, Mm -hmm. and again, there's male men and there's female men. Mm -hmm. We're the species of man. So it doesn't mean just man physically. We're both, you're the, you're, the, you're the man with the womb. 
equal in God's eyes. Now, sonship is deeper than being a child. Because as a son, you develop fellowship with the Lord and you grow up. So to think like a son, we have to take this mind and say, mind, this is how you're going to think in line with this word. And if Jesus himself said, and he's our everything, he's our Lord, he's our Savior, he's our example, right? Mm -hmm. If he said the son can, he didn't say won't, don't, don't, don't get all religious and think, well, he, you know, he didn't really mean that. No, no, he meant it. He wouldn't have said it if he didn't mean it. He means what he said, he said what he means. So I need that to sink in. He said the son can do nothing of himself. Yeah, it's hard to get past that. He said, but what he sees the father do, for whatever he does, the father, the son does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does, and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. So I want this to sink in because in other places he said said, uh, the father within, he does the works. So Jesus didn't go around healing anybody. It was the father within. In other words, the father said, say this, do this, and then the father backs it up. So how does that apply to us, right? So we say, Father, what word do you want me to stand on for this situation? Process, right? Mm -hmm. If Jesus said, I only say what I hear the Father say. I only do what I see the Father do. And the Son can do nothing of himself. But it's the Father within that does the works. So you need to renew your mind to that process. In other words, that's how he does everything. For example, in in Mark 11, you're familiar with that, but it's not what we're familiar with, what we're going to do, like like, uh, mom prayed, right? You're younger than me, and I'm calling you mom. (laughs) But in Mark, very familiar scripture, Mark 11... It says, verse 22, says, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith or here's how the God kind of faith works, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I w- let, me, let me say this first. I would highly encourage you to go back and read the Gospels and renew your mind to those four things. I only say what I hear my father say. I want to do what I see my father do. Mm-hmm. The son can do nothing of himself, and it's the father that does the works. Now, why is that important? Because you're going to see him apply that right here. Okay? Because it says, it says in verse, uh, let's back up, and he says, um, verse 13, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went up to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season of figs. In response, Jesus said, 
And I think the King James said Jesus answered it. Because that fig tree talked to him. Said, you ain't getting no figs here. So Jesus answered the tree and said, let no man eat fruit of you ever again. Now, number one, why did he say that? The son, or, or I only say what I hear my father say. I'm going to go back and forth until that just drills in our brain. Because if he only said what he heard his father say, and he only did what he saw his father do, what did the father say? Let no man eat fruit of you ever again forever. And then he did it. Right? So I have a question. Um, so, not to stop with preaching because it's powerful, but I was thinking, so literally Jesus couldn't sin because him and the Father were one and he's always doing what the Father says and the Father can't sin, he can do no evil. But then another part of me is like, is that why Jesus always had to distance himself and spend time with the Father to hear exactly what he would say and do for that day or do for that month or do for that year? Right. The, ministry. the second thing is totally correct. The first thing that he couldn't sin is, is not true okay. because he was humanity. Mm-hmm. He right. was all God and all man because right. humanity doesn't get hungry. Right. Human- I mean, I'm sorry. Deity doesn't get hungry. Mm-hmm. Deity doesn't get tired. And, D, and he says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power went about doing good healing all oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Well, deity doesn't need to be anointed. So he walked the earth as humanity, put a flesh and blood body just like you and I. So if he couldn't sin, then he couldn't be tempted. And we could say, no, you don't understand what that's like, Jesus. But it makes him even greater the fact that he could sin but he chose not to. Yeah, that's the big part. Yeah. And he, how did he keep from it? By walking in love. Because that's the commandment. Remember he said, new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Yeah. Actually love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. If you stay in love, you don't sin. How do he do it? Fellowship with the Father. Father, what do you want me to say about that? So that's a great question. So, so he only said that because God told him to say that. And, and what was he saying? He called things that be not as though they were. He didn't say die. He didn't say dry up. He just simply spoke the desired result. Now, now think about that. He didn't care if somebody brought a basket to that tree or not. Nobody was eating fruit off that tree again. He didn't care if an angel plucked it up. No man was eating fruit from that tree again. You got to get a hold of this because when you receive from God, you can't, don't care how he does it. Who cares how he does it? I mean, if somebody pays off your house, do you really care if it was canceled or they sent you a check or they sent you a, a Zelle or a Zoll or a Z or whatever else all these payments <laughs> options are now? Do you really care? No. Right? Like my Italian ancestors said, forget about it, right? <laughs> Who cares? Now, and then he says, um, then he goes down. Now, again, Mark, uh, 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, because they were like, look, the fig tree you, you spoke to, he said, verse 21. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. And Jesus answered him saying, notice this, Jesus didn't even talk about that tree. From this point on, 
When he said, no man eat fruit of you again hereafter forever, he turned his back. That was it. If Peter hadn't brought it up, that fig tree was in his past. He wouldn't have brought it up. Right. Yes, sir. What's uh, the, the main focus about the tree? I mean, what's, what's, uh, what are we focusing too much on the tree? It's got meaning other than just a tree. I mean, it's got to have... Well, you know, again, without getting too deep, um, I've heard that the in the Garden of Eden... Uh, the fig tree was the was the tree that they were forbidden to eat from. They say, "How do you know that?" Because how what what did they make clothes out of? Leaves. Fig leaves. Oh. So again, I don't want to build a doctrine on that. But secondly, I believe Jesus did that because why didn't he say fruit grow? Because yeah. they would have expected that. But Jesus used analogies it's not that the tree was so holy because he also talked about a mountain right he he used different principles so you know why he chose that fig tree i guess we'll have to ask the father you know specifically i have like an opinion i think it's like john 15 where it talks about jesus the true vine where the branches and the father's the vine dresser and i think it says if you don't bear no fruit or you're not connected to me you're you can do nothing of yourself. But then also says, if you're a withering branch, you get cut down and again thrown into the fire. There you go. And that's good. That's good too. And I'm sure all those things apply, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But, but you just confirm something. Without me, you could do nothing. Mm-hmm. Without only saying what you hear the Father say and doing what you see the Father do, mm-hmm. you can do nothing. Bounce him. Bounce him. But a bing, right? <laughs> so have faith in God. For, for assuredly, so, so who does this work for, right? He's telling you who it works for. Number one, he's saying, this is how I did it. Number one, have faith in God. Well, how do you have faith in God? You get born again, right? Because Thessalonians says, not all men have faith. So if you're not born again, you don't have the faith of God, period. No well, debate. Explain that to him, because I know he's about, to answer, he's about to ask you a question about that. So you're saying that you can't have any faith? No, not the God kind of faith. Because natural faith is, is, is maybe trust. Like you sat in that chair expecting the chair to not break, right? But the God kind of faith only comes from God. And there's only one faith. Not, not for, we need to forget about, oh, I'm Catholic, I'm, I'm Methodist, that's my faith. No, Catholic is not a faith. Methodist is not a faith. I know we, we, we say it that way, but, but it's incorrect. What faith are you? You know, so, but, um, but anyway, have faith in God. And, and then it says in Romans 12 that he dealt to every man the measure of faith. And if you back up there, it says uh, every man among you. So he's just so, talking about born again people. So, so that means... Not all men have the same amount of faith. Then. Well, that too. Well, no, no. Two things. One is nobody that's lost has the faith of God. Only if you're born again. Yeah. But the measure of faith is the same size. We all have the same measure. It's what you do with it is how it grows. That's good. So you could be a baby Christian 60. You could be 60 and be a baby Christian with one year experience repeated 60 times. Wow. If you don't feed on the word of God, if you don't grow up, right? Wow. 
So that's huge. Yeah. Come on, bring it. So, but he said, Ooh. he said, have faith in God, for surely I say to you, who's he talking to? You that has faith in God. Why did he say this? The Father told him to say this. Mm-hmm. See, it, 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 it comes back to that. Uh, whosoever says to this mountain, or this impossible situation, this thing that you're dealing with that seems impossible, be removed. Remember, desired and result. Mm-hmm. Calling things that be not as though they were. That's faith. Isn't that how you got born again? Before you said, Jesus, come into my heart, mm-hmm. you weren't saved, right? So you call things that be not as though they were. I call me saved. Jesus, come into my heart. Mm-hmm. Then you got saved, Right? Be thou, I can, I can see the wheels turning over the smoke's I, coming out of his I, head. It's not like a, a, a wild thought. It's just more the fact is like, so say like, you know, you're preaching the gospel and you're ministering and now faith is being transitioned to the people that have never heard it. Right. And it gets deposited. And if they hear it enough times, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And then it says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yeah, so the faith to be saved is coming on the preached word. Because that's what Romans talking about. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word right. of God. It's talking about the preached word. So you preach the word to the lost, and you're releasing that faith through your faith-filled words that came from the Father. And then when they receive that seed of the word of God, they get born again. Amen. Right? So, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, or desired in result. Now, here's the kicker. Does not doubt in his heart. When can you not doubt in your heart? When you're saying to the mountain. You can have doubt in your head, but he's talking about the heart. That word doubt means to be have two opinions, to, to be wavering, to be double-minded. Like, a, like it says in James, I'm yeah. That's a good thing. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're not secure. That's good. Um, you know, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, in James, you're right. So, so but be removed, cast into sea, does not doubt his heart, but believes. Now, listen to me very carefully. This is where we get off sometimes. We people have read that like, but believe what God says will come to pass. It doesn't say that. It says believe what those things. It says right here, but but believes that those things which He says. Who says? You shall say to the mountain, "Be thou removed; be thou cast into the sea." So, what is it you cannot doubt in your heart? That what you say is going to come to pass. Let me say it again. You'll get it. Be thou, be removed, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, this problem, this situation, the desired end result, be or be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart or his spirit, but believes in his heart or his spirit, that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Doesn't say you'll have what God says. Yes, it's the word of God. But you have to say and believe and don't doubt in your heart. You know how you got born again? You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. God raised him from the dead. Remember how, what I said in the beginning? 
God's process? Can you see this process? It works in every area. And I think like most Christians miss this part. Like that is so vital to getting an answered prayer is not doubting in your heart. Yes. I, I mean, you could yes. say it like, I mean, I, I, I'm even guilty of this. I've said something like, oh yeah, no, I believe it's going to happen. But in my heart, I didn't feel it. And I didn't feel secure about it. I didn't say it. And, and I believe that most Christians, like even for us, right? We do ultra ministry and we have people coming. They're like, oh yeah, well, I've been believing this and standing on this. But then you really know if they are or not. You can feel that uh, the hunger. You can feel like they actually truly believe. They're pulling on it. And there's some where they're just like, they just want you to do a magic trick. Mm-hmm. And doesn't work that you way. You know, get, get them healed or... Or, or prosperity, you know what I mean? Or whatever the mm-hmm. case is. Mm-hmm. And that is really ministered to me because I'm like, maybe the prayers that I'm praying, I'm doubting my heart about. Mm-hmm. Or and I'm you, trying and to figure out in my heart how it's going to work. Yeah, and you need you know to I mean? just check your heart. Yeah. And say, here's what I like to do. Before I say amen, do I expect it to come to pass? That doesn't mean it's going to... He, he didn't say here it would manifest instantly. And I was about to, to say that, so that's a good segue. But believes that those things he says will be done. So if it was instant, you wouldn't have to believe it will be done. What about, what about, what about if you believe it and the person is not 100% sure? Right, yeah. You, if somebody's a baby, you can get certain things for them or if they're lost. Mm-hmm. But when they get to a certain point of being a Christian, they have to use their faith. You can join your faith with theirs, so true. but if you're believing and they're not, there's no agreement there. there no, even if they yeah. say, oh, even, even if you believe it in your heart 100%. Exactly. Because you can't override that person's will. Right? Or their unbelief or their doubt. Right. That's what I'm realizing. Because I'll, I'll pray for people and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pray for this person that's like on their deathbed. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, they have to kind of... Yeah. Because some of those people want to die. Some of those people don't want to live. Right. And you can ask them, like, hey, do you really want to live? And really, in their heart, they want to go. Right. They might say yes for the family. Uh-huh. For the yeah, family. But in reality, they want to check out. Exactly. So, yeah. So, again, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Who has what he says? Those that believe and don't doubt in their heart. Those that speak the desired end result, those that have the faith of God or faith in God. That's the process. Lord, what do you want me to say? It's the Father. I only say what I hear my Father say. Lord, what do you want me to do about that situation? I only do what I see my Father do. Can you, can you rewind back the three that you just mentioned? I know that you're inspired sure. by the Holy Ghost. I only say what I hear my Father say. No, before, before that one. I only do. No, 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 not, not that one. It was talking about how you were saying like the steps of like having that godlike faith. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You mean talking about backwards or say it forward? Backwards. Okay. Backwards was um, the thing that the things, whatever you, the things you ask. Oh, let me back up. I'm sorry. Here we go. Okay. But believes those things which he says will be done. You have whatever you say. So who has whatever he says? Those that believe, don't doubt in their heart, speak the desired end result. Desired end result, I like that. Desired end result. And have the faith of God 
or have faith in God, the faith of God. Then you'll have what you say. See, that's good right there. That's super solid right there. I never, I didn't hear it like that. Go for it. So, again, this is a process, right? Yes, like ma'am. You're growing this faith to, you know, believe that you're going to be healed from cancer. It's not just like you say with scripture and it's... That's an, that's an outstanding way to say it. That you're growing your faith. That isn't... That, you know what? You know what? Let's do this. Let's go to Mark 4 because that's actually outstanding what you just said. So I'm going to repeat this real quick just to run it back. Uh-huh. Those that believe and they don't have no doubt or unbelief in their heart, pray for the desired end result and yep. have faith in God. Yep. Okay. Solid. Now... now um, if you want to, if you, if you help me remember, because okay. what I just talked about actually wasn't prayer. Mm-hmm. Verse 24 is prayer. So if you want to remind me, I can come back to that. Okay. Yeah, so 20, so Mark 11, 24. 24. Yeah. Okay. So, but right now Mark four, because Maggie brought up an outstanding point. Um, and I believe that was the Holy spirit. Come on. Um, and he talks about Mark, Mark four talks about the sower, sowing the word, right? Um, verse, I, I have preached on this before. I love this. Um, and I want you to notice something. Well, no, we'll, no, that'd be too much. Okay. Verse 13, verse 13. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then? Well, you understand all parables. In other words, if you don't understand the process I'm telling you right now, based on this parable, the whole kingdom works this way, which is exactly what Maggie was alluding to about growing your faith. That's good. See, it says right here, do you not understand this parable? In other words, this is the granddaddy of them all. If you get this, you can get the whole enchilada. That's good. (laughs) No hables, Benio. So that's how you understand Mark 4. I'll get it when you Okay. Now, verse 14. The sower sows the word. What is the subject of this parable? Verse 14. The sower sows the word. Christian, do you mind grabbing another water, brother? Yes, sir. Thank you, buddy. So what's the subject of the parable? The sower sows the word. What scripture was that? Mark 4, 14. The reason I say that is when you, as you read this, thank you, boss, it goes into five types of ground. Actually, four uh, four types of ground and five things Satan can do to steal the word. Now, having said that, the whole kingdom of God works this way. Works what way? The sower sows the word. Okay? He's going to have to probably slow it down just a little bit so we can... Sure. Sure. No problem. Okay. So the subject is the word of God. Now, when it says a sower, we're talking about somebody who is not just trying this. You could, you could grow a few, plant a few flowers, but that don't make you a farmer. That's true. That's true. This is talking about somebody that does this for a, quote, living. Professional. A professional. Don't try this at home, folks. We're professionals, right? <laughs> the sower sows the word. Now, mm-hmm. 
the first type of ground, these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. Now, I want you to get this now. All four of these people have this in common. They all heard the word. Yes. You got to get that. Preach. All four of them. That's like lining up 25, 25, 25, 25. This 25 is the wayside people. They heard the word. For simpler purpose, let's just say one, two, three, four. So number one, they heard the word. Okay? Because he said the sower shows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the what? Word is sown. Did they hear the word? Yes. So the thing is, you can mess all this up if you don't share the word. If, right? Right. Right. And if you don't hear the word. Now, True. these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown when they what? Hear. Mm-hmm. So did they hear the word? Yes. yes. Now, it said Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, if you're not careful, you think it just means Satan can do whatever he wants. No, there's another version that says because they didn't understand. That's the only way Satan can steal the word. Because they didn't understand. They know habla espanol. Right? If you know habla, Satan, forget about it. I love your I love the way you talk. I love your accent, man. It's cool. I wish I could talk like you, man. But it says where the word is sown, when they hear, because they didn't understand, Satan stole the word that was sown in their hearts. So number one, got squat. Even though they heard the word, now think about that. Yeah. The word of God. They're not able, they're not capable of understanding. Because they didn't receive it. They didn't do nothing with it. Now, that's the first type of ground, wayside ground. Number two, it says, these are they likewise that are sown on stony ground. That's number two. Stony ground. Who, when they what? Hear the word. Did they hear the word? Yes. Yes. What did they hear? The word. It says, um, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with what? Gladness, but have no root in themselves, right? Immediately receive it with gladness. They get excited and have no root in themselves. That's number two, right? And so endure only for a time, right? So in other words, they got it. It started to do something, mm-hmm. but then something happened. Right here. Here's okay. the, these three things happened. Okay, question. Yes, sir. Are those people going to be saved <laughs> at the end when they, when they die? I don't, you know what? I don't believe so unless they actually received and got born again. But again, only the Lord knows that for sure. Well, that's what I think. It's like, it says, uh, what does it say? Uh, Many are called, but few are chosen. The Uh, ones that are chosen are the ones that actually showed up. (laughs) uh, I didn't get that one. So they just heard the word and then they just, you know, got a little excited about what he was saying and then they went back to sinning because they didn't want to get sinning. Outstanding way to say it. They heard it, they got excited, (laughs) and then, yeah, and then they, 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 
just They're nothing happened. Right, here, here's why. It'll explain it right here, but that's an excellent way to say it. Um, right here, it says, and they have no root in themselves, and so endure for a time. Afterwards, after what? After they endure for a little while, when tribulation, that's number one, or persecution, that's number two, arises for the word's sake. Why did tribulation come? The word's sake. It's trying to steal the word that was sown in their hearts. What was trying to steal their word? God? No. Tribulation or trouble, right? A meet with tribulation or persecution. That's pressure. Trouble. You said I was spoke. You said by a stripes I'm healed, and 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 I tried it for three days and didn't get healed, and then you go right back to the way it was, right? I wanted to share something about the roots, right? Because I love plants and I watch plant shows, and that's vital. Yes, the root. They're always like, "Don't mess with the roots." Right, because what comes through the root? Um, water, everything, everything, the the nutrition plant won't survive if it's not rooted. There you go. And that's why they're like, when it's a baby, you're like, okay, you want the roots, roots to get stronger, stronger. Yes. Then like, don't get in the dirt and mess. Yes. That's perfect. That's why Ephesians one prayer is so important. And you being or Ephesians three rather, you being rooted and grounded in love. Mm So, now, when tribulation or persecution arrives for the word's sake, immediately they stumble or they fall. They got offended, right? Mm -hmm. Now, um, the the third type of ground. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who what? Hear the word. Did they hear the word? Yes. Yes. And, and here's the three things that Satan did to steal the word. And the cares of this world. Do I really have to expound on that one? No. It's pretty simple, right? Yeah. The deceitfulness of riches. It didn't say riches. It didn't say having riches. The deceitfulness of riches. In other words, if I just had enough money, I could solve all my problems. Right. If I could just marry a dude with a lot of money, my problems would be over deceitfulness of riches and the desire or lust of other things. Now, now listen, listen, entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. In other words, before they let those three things enter in, the word was about to produce something. But those three things choked the word. Now, heard the word, heard the word, heard the word. Didn't get squat, started to get something but quit. Went a little bit further, started to see some results. Tithe for two weeks and then decided it doesn't work anymore because some idiot told him tithing's not for today. Right? So... They allowed those things to enter in. So what happens if you have weeds around the seed? It'll choke the seed. Right? Now. I was even noticing too, like I have a, I grow a lot of pepper plants. And I had a 
it was thread. I, I formed it in seed form, right? And it got to like this tall. And something happened. I don't know if I overwater it or it got choked and it completely just died. It was, it was in, probably the sun that happened to it, me. I don't know oh, what yeah. element it was. Great grandma loves plants. She's I like, <gasps> I know. And literally, it died. And I started from the seed forward, but I'm like, most Christians, we grow up and develop, we'll be like dark green leaves, we're about to produce fruit, and then something gets choked, and then we die. Like she and said, then you go back to sinning again. Yep, excellent points. Now, number four. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who what? Hear the word. They heard the word. Now you got to get this. All four people heard what? The same word. It wasn't any different. All four. That's good, Holy Spirit. All four had the same um, ability to succeed. Because they heard the word. But number one got squat. Number two, started to get something. Number three, went further, but allowed these things to enter in and choke the word. But number four, in other words, only that means 75% of the people aren't going to get anything. Mm -hmm. But you got to preach it like the law gets something. Christian. Because you don't yeah. know who's hearing. Yeah, you don't know who's hearing. Who's hearing. No, I, no, and I see that because you could say like, you know, there's a hundred percent of the population right here, mm -hmm. but maybe only ten. Right, but you're not the Holy Spirit, exactly. so you got to preach yeah, it. Like you got to preach it. And let yeah. It go. So uh, those who hear the word accept it mm -hmm. and bear fruit. Didn't say anything about the other people accepting it, did they? No. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me if I ask Jesus in my heart, I'll get saved? That's what I'm saying. Well, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I accept you, Jesus. Come into my heart. And bear fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. Who bore fruit? Those that received it? Held on to it? They bore the fruit. Cultivate it, developed Cultivate it. Cultivated, developed it, grew their faith, like you said, Maggie. I mean, to grow fruit is big time, right, Dad? Well, the thing is, it's like, it's for... For me, I always see like my pepper plants, they only grow in certain seasons. Yeah. But if I don't protect that yeah. soil, if I don't water that soil, yeah. if I don't protect it from the sun or, or, or any type of bugs trying to eat at it, it would, it would never bear fruit. Right. So it's like, okay, so like let's say you have a pepper plant, you water it once, and then you expect fruit, right? Totally. Like Christians yeah, right. say one scripture and they expect fruit. Yeah. Yeah. So you like won't, it doesn't work like that. It. You have to develop Fertilize it. it. You have to fertilize it, grow it, remove the weeds. Exactly. Go ahead, Grandma. I always talk to them in love. You know, seriously. Yeah. And then I take one of those dry Yes. Yes. That is an outstanding example, Grandma. She said she talks to her plants. She said, you're going to grow. You're going to develop. Listen, they did experiments. They did two different kinds of plants. One, they played some real pretty music, and they flourished. And others, they played some devilish heavy metal music and dark stuff, and the things withered up. That's crazy. Now, why? Why does it work? So is the kingdom of God as if you man plant seed in the ground. Can you share why our words are so powerful? Is it 
Because we're creating God's image. Can you share? Let, let, you know what? That's your perfect segue to go back to Mark 11. You guys are just too cool. <laughs> I didn't have to remind you. you. You guys think I planned this out. They're setting me up. You guys are beautiful. Ah, you know why I love being around you guys. Mark 4. Let's go, let's go back to, um, I'm sorry, Mark 11. We were just in Mark 4. Let's go back to Mark 11. So the seeds that fell on thorns are those the people who die. You can try to walk with God or develop the faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, the thieves, yeah, among the thorns. In other words, they went to church maybe a few times, mm-hmm. you know, and they really didn't stick with it because they cared more about the things of the world. They cared more about lust of other things than they did the word of God. They got busy. Oh my gosh, do we see that with Christians coming to church every six weeks whether they need to or not? Wonder why they don't grow? Or go to a church to say, oh, I want to see if this church has anything for me. Really? So it's about you? It says, it says the body is compacted by that which every joint supplies. Oh, we're the body of Christ. Will I go to church or not? I could be just as good a Christian not going to church. No, you can't. Because you're never going to grow up unless you're in church. But then on top of that, it's like a three-legged stool. One is your fellowship with God. Two is hearing anointed preaching and teaching. And three is being at church and bringing what you bring to the table. Because the way God designed it, you will never grow up. You will never develop your faith if you don't put your gifts and talents to work. Because you're just, you know, God's doing it by grace, really. Because if, yeah. if you, as soon as you know it. You're responsible for it. The, the scariest part, too, though, is that if you only attend church and you never fellowship with God the whole week, yeah. See, that's one that's, of the legs, right? Because if that's only your if that's only your first interaction with God, mm-hmm. I always tell people that's usually the end of my week that I hear. I've there been you eating go. All Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There you then go. Sunday is just actually I've told Pastor Carmen I'm just there to to help the body of Christ then. I'm not like I am pulling on Pastor David or Pastor Carmen or whoever's preaching, but it's different being a, a more mature Christian because I'm constantly doing it anyways every day. That's does that make it. sense? That, of course, sure it does. Yeah. Now let's answer Maggie's question. Why are words so important? Because he said right here, he said, you have what you say. That's why word, Jesus said that. Now, oh, that's good. I never saw it quite that way. So if, (laughs) ooh, that's good. If Jesus only said what he heard the father say, what did the father say to him? Words. You think words are important? Mm, That's good. So the father said what to Jesus? Words. Whereby faith can come by those words. You have what you say. How'd you get born again? Words. Life and death, Proverbs 18, 21. Life or death is in the power of the tongue. Those that love it, love what? Life or death will eat the fruit thereof. You love life, you'll eat that fruit. You love death, you'll eat that fruit. So that's why words are so important. Do I need to wrap it up pretty quick? No, 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 no. I just want to make sure we we still got five minutes on the recording, but then we can still record more because we're still pulling... Okay. We're getting a lot of great answers. I'll do whatever you guys want me to do. So, yeah. So, um, now, verse... So, does that kind of answer the question? Now, verse 24. Now, verse 23 is talking about speaking words. 
or exercising authority, so to speak. But verse 24 is talking about prayer, right? Now, here's what Jesus is saying. Verse 24, therefore, what does therefore mean? I love what Dad Hagen used, Kenneth E. Hagen used to say. When you see a therefore, stop and see what it's there for. <laughs> or therefore means based on what I've already said, right? You don't walk in a room and say, Grandpa, wherefore? Right? What if I said something to you and then I come back and say, now, Grandpa, continuing what I said, you know I'm referring to what I just said previously. So, therefore, based on what I just said, based on the fact that you have faith in God, you say and don't doubt in your heart, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive and you'll have them. Now, let's put this together. Both things, Mm -hmm. saying it or praying it, which is better? A lot of it's how much confidence you have. Now, hear me good. Both of them require faith in God. Whether you're saying it or whether you're praying it. You can't get around it. You can't get around it. Number two, you have to believe and not doubt in your heart. Right? Mm -hmm. Because he said you say it and don't doubt in your heart. Here he's, excuse me, said, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe. Believe where? In your heart. That what you say, I'm sorry, believe what you, believe, believe, let me say it again. Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe. Believe what? In your heart. That you receive them. Doesn't that sound a lot like you say and don't doubt in your heart? But believe what those things you say will come to pass? Mm-hmm. What things serve you desire when you pray? Believe you receive them things that are going to come to pass? And you'll have whatever you say? Mm-hmm. Can you see that? Both have to have faith in God. Yes. Both require words. Mm-hmm. Both require believing and not doubting in your heart. Yes. Now, I'm going to say this, and you're probably going to say, say it again, and I'm going to try to. But, <laughs> Okay. When you pray, do not doubt in your heart, but believe. When you say it, you don't have to pray it. You can just say it without praying it. But when you say it, you're not praying. You're not asking God for anything. Wait. You're speaking the desired end result. Now, ultimately, the Father told you what to say, but you're not asking Him to move the mountain. You're commanding the mountain to be removed. Yes, it's ultimately your faith or God that's going to do it, but you're not asking Him, God, please remove this mountain. That's where people miss it. Right. See, my question was more of like, you have to like formally pray... To get an answer from God. That's what I'm about to say. Okay. So when you when you say something, mm-hmm. do I need to like bring it to a say this to you? Okay, let's let's answer uh, Mr. Christian's question. So like for instance, um, I'll be just communing with the Lord and I'm just walking outside my office and I'm talking to God, but that is a form of praying, communicating sure. with God. Absolutely. And God will answer you because a, a lot of people. You know, we can tend to have this religiosity 
about, oh, we got to close our eyes and pray and focus. No. But really, you don't. No. no. But, Prayer is communicating with God, receiving right. from Him. Right. That's exactly right. That's exact. Just make sure all prayer is in faith, right. and it's in the name of Jesus. But also according to His will. According to His word, John says, "If you ask anything according to His word, you He, he hears you." His will is His word. Is yeah. So if you ask anything according to His will or His word, you know He hears you. Yeah, that's First John chapter five verse fourteen. And yes. Now this is the confidence that we have in, in him. him. If we pray according to his will, he hears us. Right. So, or if we pray according to his word. But his right. word and his will. Same. Same. There is no such thing. People people talk about yeah. with the tithing thing. You know, well, you know, you just be led by the Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit's not going to lead you to do anything that doesn't line up with the Word. Right. I, I get tickled with these people. They don't show up to church, like I said, once every two months. Mm-hmm. And expect to hear from the Holy Spirit. No fellowship with God. They don't hear his voice. But you're going to tell me that you're going to know exactly how much to give that service based on what? It doesn't work that way. you got to follow the word of God. He will not lead you apart from that word. So i got a question. So when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's the word. Right. He wasn't, he wasn't asking for anything. Remember when he said, but let your will be done and not. Right. He said, if it's possible, let this pass from me. In other words, he's saying, yeah, it's the same thing as saying, Lord, do you want me to go to Africa? Lord, do you want me to go do that? That's the prayer of committal, so to speak, if you want to say it that way. Well, well, actually, it's the prayer of consecration, dedication. Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Mm -hmm. If there's any other way that this can happen, I please, but... Not my will, but your will be done. So he, so he wasn't praying in faith there because, you know, he didn't know for sure if there was another way. Wait, so you're saying Jesus did not pray in faith there? No, he, that wasn't a prayer of faith. That was a prayer of consecration, dedication. Right, that's what like you, asking a question. Yeah, you could, you could say it was faith in terms of, Lord, I'll do whatever you want. No, no, that would be twisting the scriptures. No, he was saying, I'll do whatever you want me to do, Lord. Right, right. But I'm trying to find out, Lord, is there any other yeah. way to do this? Because yeah. yeah. if I don't have to do this, that's good. That's good. That's good. I'd rather not right. do this. If there's a plan B, you have if to there's a plan B, <laughs> But if there's not, I'll take it. Your will be done. Make sense? He was, ask, he was just asking if it can be avoided or if there's another. If there's another way. Exactly. Yeah. Now, exactly. Now, okay. When you say to the mountain, that's exercising your authority. You mountain to debt, be removed, be cast into the sea. Mm-hmm. Sickness. Get out of my body. That's exercising authority. You are not praying at that point. You're not asking God for anything. You are releasing your authority against a problem or a situation that the devil has put in your path. Make sense? And a lot of Christians either camp in one or the other. That's exactly right. And then, see... Now, the key to Mark eleven twenty four is what things soever you desire when you pray. What do you desire? Mm-hmm. 
Do you desire a mountain? No, you desire the answer. See, one, you're speaking to the problem. The other way, you're praying to God for the answer. You're not praying the problem. Oh God, move this mountain. No. So let's say, put it like in, God move this cancer. How would you say it? Yeah, you speak to that cancer. You rebuke that cancer. How did Jesus get rid of the mother-in-law's fever? He rebuked the fever. I want to share this real quick because I feel like God's highlighted this. Sure. Um, it's called it's Kingdom Dynamics, Taking Authority and Victorious Warfare. It says faith's warfare. Our Savior's action in cursing the fig tree indicates a passion and prayer and faith that we need to learn. When the disciples later noticed with surprise that the three that the tree had withered completely, Jesus responded with a sharp command, have faith in God, then calling his followers to speak to the mountains. He led them to prepare for situations in which they would find it necessary to take direct authority in the spiritual realm to impact the things in the natural realm. Exactly. Now, the only thing I want to add to that is uh-huh. speaking to the fig tree is not prayer. It's exercising your authority. Right. See, you're not asking God to do anything. Right. You're exercising your authority. Mm-hmm. Now, God will back you, but who gave you the authority? He did. Who gave you the faith? He did. Right. But it's now your faith. Right? right. Yes, it's the faith of God, but, but it's your faith. But you still got to use his name, right? A hundred percent. Now. And your holy name, and then you get the order. An excellent point. Okay. Yes, I would say, you know, you mountain in Jesus' name, you get out of here, you go, you go in Jesus' name. Now, let me say this. Prayer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear God. <laughs> Here we go. Let's turn to John. I have a quick question, too. Yes, sir. I always hear a lot of people say, like, in his holy name. I know. That's exactly. Name, that's exactly. But it really says to use Jesus. That's exactly. Name. Yep, you're getting ahead of me. John right. 16. You have to use the name of Jesus. Yes. Like, people end their prayer and they say, in his name. No, no, no. Like, say, yeah. yeah, whose you, name? You guys are stealing my thunder. <laughs> Sorry. John 16, 23. No, that's beautiful. <laughs> when you say it, like the things we have control yeah well yeah yeah but if you don't say the name there's no power yeah we'll get into that in a minute i'm gonna let him preach so so you right so you you have authority over any and everything the devil tries to bring your way so any problem any situation any sickness is not from god lack of money not from God. Does, does that kind of answer? Yeah. But yeah. but you, I see some questions though, mm-hmm. or some smoke, something there. Just ask. Just authority, you. like she just wants to know a little bit more. Like as right. a believer, now that you're a believer, you have this authority because you have Christ Jesus, in you, the Holy Spirit. Yes, and that's your identity, and that's your authority is um, in that name. Mm-hmm. Make sense? In other words, if you, let's say Christian hired you to work for him and he gave you a credit card and said, please go to Home Depot and get $100 worth of paper. You are going on behalf of him. That credit card gives you the authority, so to speak, 
to buy that paper. Oh, so it's the authority that God gives you to yes. deal with situations in your life. Hundred percent. Oh. That's exactly right. By giving you the name of Jesus. Yes. And we've been ordered by the king to use his name. Yes. So you are going in his stead. That's why Jesus said to the centurion, I've never seen such great faith because he understood authority. I'm ex-military, so I totally get that. When your commanding officer asks you to do something, you don't, you don't say, well, you know. I never one time ever heard them say, don't try not to be late. Try not to bounce a check. No, no, you will not be late or you will go to jail. You will not bounce a check. I know young people don't even know what a check can, is. Can you just say, like, I'll pray about it later? No. <laughs> Let me ask God if I should do that. <laughs> no, you'd be going to Leavenworth. <laughs> now, now let's say this because, oh my gosh, I've heard so many Christians that, ugh. Now when, okay. Let me be, I'm trying to be nice here. Can I have one, one more side? Sure. Cut you off. Can you, does anyone online have any questions? Kevin, Micah, Kelly's phone, <laughs> Ian, any of you guys have any questions? Micah, did your mic go off? Can you, can you hear me, Micah? They unmuted the mic. Yeah, he's got to un- unmute it. Yeah. I thought he did, didn't he? Oh, wait, no, the speaker. Oh, okay. It. Right there? Mm-hmm. Is it off mute or what? Yeah, that's fine. Micah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear me. Okay, yeah, there you go. We can hear you now, brother. Go ahead. Awesome. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'll just say, keep going, Pastor Carmen. I, I should speak in volumes uh, to what you're saying. I'll just keep going. Don't, don't stop, man. Okay, okay, <laughs> awesome, awesome. What about you, bearded one? You have any questions? Or? <laughs> the bearded one. <laughs> I guess not. He, he put, he's probably putting his daughter to bed. Okay, let's continue. Um, now, when a, when a little girl or a little boy says, Dear Jesus, bless mommy and daddy, it's cute, right? Yes. But when a 45-year-old Christian says, Dear Jesus, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And we've all heard that. Jesus, I'm just asking you to da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. He said right here, and John 16, 23, and in that day, what day? After he goes to the Father, which he did, right? After he dies, rises from the dead, and goes to the Father. In that day, you will ask me nothing. Who's talking here? Jesus, right? How do I know? It's in red. That's deep, right? He's saying, in that day, you will ask me, Jesus, nothing. Nada, squat. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the what? Father in my name. That's so powerful. Because the thing is, we can have conversations with Jesus. Yes. But we ask the Father in Jesus' name for it to yes. be done. Yes. You oh, fellowship with the Father? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. yeah. And I'll repeat that too. But... Now, ooh, I don't want to, I better not get into that. So you, you, can, you can fellowship with the, with the Lord. 
And maybe when we maybe when we go off here, uh, after hours, yeah, after hours. But yes, you can fellowship with the Father and should fellow, or I'm sorry, with Jesus, absolutely. But your but your fellowship really is more um, with the Father through the Son. Does that make sense? Yes. So. Um, I'm trying to wait for Grandpa here. Hopefully, he'll come pretty and you, quick. And you, can, and you can have communion with Holy Spirit. You can have communion with the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit's going to only do what the Father says. Now, Grandpa, John 16, 23. Here's your question. Okay? You got it? John 16, 23. Write it down, okay? Now, John 16, 23. And in that day, who's talking? Jesus, right? In that day, you will ask me nothing. Who's talking? Jesus. In that day means he died, rose from the dead, and went to the Father. And rose again. You'll ask me nothing. So to pray, dear Jesus, boom, 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 is not scriptural. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father... Or God in my name. Not in his name? No, in his name. In his name. Let let me read it again. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name. This is Jesus talking. He will give it you. So you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Not for Christ's sake. I pray, no. not in your name, I pray. It's very specific. Yeah. It's in the name of Jesus. Father, I'm asking you, boom, 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 in Jesus' name. Yeah. Jesus' name is like the stamp that sends the letter. It's like a sandwich. It's like a sandwich. I yeah. think it's actually more, it's like the authority. It's the authority. It's, the authority. it's what gives you the right to pray Come on. to the Father. Come on. All these years, I only prayed to Jesus. I know, I know. And it, like I said, it's cute when you're a little kid. But when you grow up, dear Jesus, bless mommy and daddy. No, it's you pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Yeah. Always like that. But you did, but, but you, no, miss this though. You can still have conversations with Jesus yes. and yes. Holy Spirit. But when yes. you want to ask something like, Father, I need the finances to pay for this car. In Jesus' name. Yes. That's what it is. Yes, so let's use that prayer. Father God, in Jesus' name, I need $100 for my car payment. You said, Mark 11, 24, what things suffer desire when I pray, I believe I receive and have it. And you said in John 16, 23, whatever I ask the Father in your name, you give me. See how he's using the word? You can tell when it's a mature Christian because they use the scriptures. Exactly. And so, Father, based on those scriptures, I believe I receive my $100. And I want to thank you for it. And then it's thank you, thank you, thank you. That's water in the seed. Praise you, praise you, praise you. That's water in the seed. Keeping the weeds off the seed is by keeping the doubt. Well, what if it didn't work? No, no. Shut up. (laughs) Bite your tongue. Right? Don't say nothing. Now, whether you're releasing authority or whether you're praying... You need to watch your words. Because if you... 
in the between time? Yes. Yes. Because all times. All times. Number one, when you say it, you gotta you gotta watch your words. Yeah. When you pray it, you gotta watch your words. Mm -hmm. And you gotta make sure that you don't say anything that's gonna void the authority or the prayer by speaking doubt and unbelief. Boy, I know I spoke to that mountain, but man, I'm not sure. That's doubt. You doubt it in your heart. So you just cut it off. Yes. If you do that, here's what I do. Father, you know what? Forgive me. I don't believe that. I break the power of those words. I don't believe that. I believe this. Man, is that money going to show up? Father, I break the power of those words. I plead the blood of Jesus on those words. No, I prayed. I believed I received. That's why it's important to sign and date it. What's a petition? It's like a formal declaration. That's really what you're doing is you're setting a petition before him. So say like we're, we're praying for that $100 for your car payment and say you don't know scripture by heart. Could you say, Father, it says in your, in your word in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, and we know that that's our God supplies all our... What was, my God shall supply God all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Well, if you don't know that, can you just, can you pray that to the Father? Like, I believe in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. Because sometimes I don't know the scripture and I'll just open my Bible and be like, Father, I'm going to say this verse yeah. and I'm going to believe in this and I'm going to have my eyes open, but I'm believing in faith. That's still. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Again, the key is your heart. Yeah. Is it coming from the heart? Remember he said, if you believe in no doubt in your heart. You don't have to know all the scripture there is, but again, come to him by faith, right? And, and open the Bible, pray it right from there. Why would you not want to do that? Right? That's good. Powerful. Now, any questions, anything that, uh, can you share that one more time? What you said about, so my dad could hear it about with the father, you fellowship, yeah, you can fellowship with Jesus, but our, our, our fellowship with the Father is through the Son. In other words, He is why you can fellowship with the Father. I never quite said it that yeah, way before. That's, so good. that's good. I love that. He's the reason you can fellowship with the Father of the Holy Spirit. Oof. Oh, that's powerful. Wow. Because of what He did. Like He's given us the opportunity. Right. By dying and, and rising from the dead. And, and you making him your savior. And because of him is the reason you can pray to the Father. That's 100%. Yeah. Because of him, that's why you can pray to the Father. Yeah. That's why you can fellowship the Father mm-hmm. with the Father. Because okay. Of Jesus, because of the the way of fellowship in faith and with all my heart. I don't know scriptures and all that, but with all my heart, I always say, Father God... Father Jesus and Father Holy Spirit. No. My three amigos. No, there's only <laughs> there's <laughs> only one right. There's no love. Oh yeah, that's it. I love you. I, I I know there's three of you in one person. Yeah. I don't really understand how everything works, but I love you. You're my friends. And and, and then I, I say whatever I there, there's yeah. not right, but again, it's yeah. the Father, the Son, and the, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. It's not the Father, Spirit. Holy Spirit, Father, the Father Jesus. The Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right. So you said Father Jesus, and you said Father. Holy Spirit. Yeah. I said, I said Father God, 
Right. And then say, yeah, Father, Father Jesus and Father. Yeah, see, it's not Father Jesus. It's Father, it's Jesus' son. Well, that's what I say. I don't really understand how everything works, but I love you. And someday I'm going to be with you. Well, but let me say it this way. Maybe this will maybe this will clear it up, though. Jesus is the Son of God, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you, being born again, are a son of God. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is not your father; he's your brother. Yeah, Yeah, I always I always heard that uh, there's three 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 in one. Right, that is true. He is. From then on, you gotta right, but they're. Well, but right, but like you have your grandson named Felix, right. then you have your son named Felix, right. and then your name is Felix. Right. Y'all have the same name, but you're all three different people. And you can't you know? say like you're the father. Yeah, you know, yeah, you don't call Felix case, the father. In their case, there's three in one, only one person. Right, but I'm one's saying father, your name though. is there's three Felixes. Three names, but only one, only one person. Right, but that's not true. They they are three separate. They're three yeah. separate. They are yeah. three separate. Three gods? No. Oh. Well, three one god. Be, be, okay, listen. You could do it this way. One god. God the Father, God the, the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, yeah. So do it that way. Okay. God, yeah. Instead of Father Jesus, or do it that way, and then you can make it simple. Okay, Father God, Father... Father. No, 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 no. There's one God. God the Father, God the, Father, God God the, the Son, Son, God the Holy Spirit. Yeah, okay. you can do that. See, God the Father... No God. Not, not, not... Right. Fathers. One God Father. and three yes. persons, so to speak. Yeah. One Father. One Father, one Son, one Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not in heaven. The Holy Spirit's here. If he wasn't here, you couldn't get born again. So he's going to stay on the earth? Yes. Once, once, uh, once the earth is gone? No, eventually he's going to go. But right, he's, he's got to stay here until, we, until we're gone. Because nobody, yeah, nobody can get saved without the Holy Spirit drawing on him. So he did the last one to arrive? To leave. To leave, well, we're all going to do it together. Because the Holy Spirit's in you. He's in you. So when you leave, he leaves. And they've all worked three as one throughout all time. So Father, Father God in Old Testament, New Testament, Jesus the Son, and now Holy Spirit right. working right and now. And here's another way you can look at it too. The Father God does the works. How do I know? He said it's the Father within me does the works. Right. He speaks and the really literally the Holy Spirit is the one that actually does it, so right. to speak. But the Father is doing it through the Holy Spirit. But it says the Spirit of my Father who speaks to me. Again, you, you got you got to understand it spiritually. You got to you got to tell your head yeah. to shut up and just receive it with your heart, mm-hmm. right? Now, any questions before we wrap up? Because I feel like that's about as far as I need to go. Um, any questions or any comments? Ian, it does look like you plugged your hair into a hairdryer, brother. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. I can hear you. Right. Come here, Grandpa. Look at this. Go ahead. Do it again, Ian. See? Like God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Yeah, one. Three and one. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's good, Ian. They're all connected, but it's only one. Yeah, one. like like an egg. The one you can eat. Yeah. Right, oh, like it like an egg is whole, <laughs> right? But right, an egg is whole. But you have the egg shell, the egg yolk, and the egg white. But it's still an egg. Yeah. Yes. So, um, anything else? Uh, you you want me to give an altar call? Yes, sir. You, you put a solid hour thirty, so yeah, you're doing great.
All right, Father God, we thank you for being so good. I'm asking you to seal this word in their hearts. Say this after me, guys. Say, Father God, I thank you for the word I heard. I receive it in my heart, and I will act on it if you'll bring it back to my remembrance. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, anyone out there that has never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've never prayed this prayer, but you want to get born again, then say this prayer. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to come into my heart and be my Savior. I need you, Jesus, to go to heaven. And I believe I receive you as my Savior and as my Lord now. So because I make you Lord of my life, I will do what you ask me to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, let Christian know. Get in contact with them. And then as far as the Holy Spirit, I will let you handle that maybe at a later time because you probably want to give them scriptures. Absolutely. That prayer you just prayed was based on Romans 10, 9, and 10. But receiving the Holy Spirit, there's other scriptures that yeah. you know we can go into. And we just want to say thank you so much thank for you. the wisdom, understanding. I mean, you probably, like, I was just thinking, I'm 30 years old. I know you're 60, and you've already lived double my life. Yeah. So there's so much wisdom and revelation that God's given you that cleared stuff that Christians yeah. been doing this for 40 years. Yeah. So thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for being led by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yes. It was a pleasure and it was an honor. Uh, before we close out, we always want to pray for people. So if anyone needs healing in their body, if anybody needs, you know, prayer for prosperity or um, just any type of trials and tribulations you guys are going through, uh, this is your time where we can stand in agreement with you guys, okay? Because the word has been preached. Now, Holy Spirit will confirm it through signs, miracles, and wonders. Yes. So anybody need prayer for anything right now? Yes, Cynthia. Oh, I feel like I changed my mind a lot. Maybe like a prayer to help like stick with something and finish something and um, also be able to like balance work and school. That's that's your will well right there. Okay, we will definitely do Probably that. The next step, right? Yep, exactly. Um, does anyone need prayer for healing? Anybody on, on online? Healing or any other prayer that you want us to come in agreement with? Ian, what is it, brother? Okay. Oh, okay. Is that the bearded one? Yeah, that's the bearded one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my father. Excuse me, I can see you. I'm watching you, girl. Okay, I've been praying for my friends at school. I've been telling them what God is, uh, He got healed. That's awesome. High Come five. Well High five. Thank you, Jesus. Way to teach your bearded Good job, one. Maya. That's awesome. <laughs> Good job, girl. Good job, man. Good job, Amaya. Keep doing it. Yes. Keep going. Keep going. Simple childlike faith, right? Good. Good testimony. So does anybody else need prayer for anything online or here? 
Ian, were you going to say something, brother? Okay, Micah, it's dealing with bad neck pain. Oh, okay, okay, bad neck pain. Okay, we'll def we'll definitely take care of that. Um, okay. uh, yeah, I want you to handle that, yeah, Christian. I okay. Yeah. Excellent. Anyone? Uh, anyone else? I need prayer uh, because I feel like God's put on my heart to start a, the prison ministry. Okay. And I know you've have experience in that, and I just want to make sure I get a just the favor with man. And, and just leading me to the right facility with the right inmate, whoever that is. Um, is it one-on-one -on -one or is it a chapel service? You know what? I'm going to call the chaplains tomorrow. Okay. So I'm, I'll, I'll give you more detail when I, once I know. But I know God told me during my fasting and my praying. He okay. Me to do that. Let, let, let's do this. Yeah. You step right here. Yeah. I want you to lay your hands on his shoulder. And then the rest of you stretch your hands this way. Right? Now, Father God, we lift up Christian to you right now, Father. In the name and by the blood of Jesus, we expect him to have the wisdom that he needs to go into this prison, Father, protected, kept safe, and make it crystal clear whether it's one-on-one -on -one or whether it's a chapel service. And we thank you that he'll get all the clearance he needs and, and that they won't require him to take that goofy shot. Yes. But he'll be able to go in there and be a light and be a witness and know exactly what he can and can't do, Father. And we thank you for going before him and making the crooked places straight. And we thank you, Father, that we believe we receive that wisdom for him in Jesus' name. Amen. The reason I had you lay your hands on him, because you receive that now, what we just prayed for him. Amen. You have your wisdom to know what to do so you don't waver. Amen. Amen. Awesome. All right, Micah, do you believe that Jesus can heal you? Yes. All right. Father, you heard him. And we come right now in the power and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. I command you, spirit of infirmity and affliction, get off him right now in Jesus' name. We bind your attacks. I, ask, I tell you right now, I command you to loosen him. And get your hands completely off him right yes, now. Yes, Nick, be Right healed. now. Be healed. I command every vertebrae, every muscle that's tight and giving him pressure, headaches, be healed and whole in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, do what you do best. You glorify the Son. Yes. Lord God, thank you that for the top of his neck, all the way down to his upper back, be loosened, healed, restored, that you have full mobility of his neck with no pain whatsoever. Get out. In Jesus' name. Neck, I command you to be loosened, that you can move your neck right to left, up and down, that all pressure, all the uh, spirit of anxiety and stress, yes. get out in Jesus' name. Every Amen. type of thought that's trying to come against him, that's troubling his mind Thank and tormenting God. him, I cancel your assignment right now in yes. Jesus' name. I break the power of it right now through the blood of Jesus. I apply the blood over you right now, Micah, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now check it. Check it. Okay, so it's at a five. All right, we're going to go again. So what I want you to do is put your left hand on your neck, on the back of your neck. Yeah. Okay. Father, we thank you for your mercy, grace. We thank you for the word that was spoken. 
We thank you, Jesus, that you're true to your covenant. And it says all the promise, all God's promises are yes and amen in him. So I command you, Nick, be restored in Jesus' name. Full restoration, pain, get out in Jesus' name. Every vertebrae, every ligament, every tendon, every bit of muscle be loosened and made whole in Jesus' name. That the full mobility of his neck to move it left, right, up, down, all pressure would subside right now. Get out in Jesus' Jesus name. Holy Spirit, touch him right now. Touch that anointing right there, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord, thank you. By your stripes, Jesus, he's made whole. Yes, it's and working. It says he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. I see that. I see that Jesus power flowing right yeah. now. And keep from, holding on through, to it. Yeah, through left. your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what yeah. I'm doing is I'm doing the yeah. act of faith. Yeah. See, there's no, see uh, God is no respecter of persons. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there's no time and distance or space with the Holy Ghost. Yes. Omnipresent he is in Jesus' name. And you keep saying for the next several days, at least the next seven days, that power is working in my neck. That anointing, when Christian prayed for me, it's working in my neck. You know what? I think it's healed. Check it. Check it. Um, Come on. Yeah, it's it's like, it's better. What is it? A three? Like out of five? Out of ten. Out of ten? It's like at a a six or seven. Before, I wasn't able to move it without having that that rough pain. It would be blocking my head, but now I can move it without having that pain. It's still there just slightly. Okay, one more time. One more time. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us all authority and power over serpents and any demonic power it says that you've delivered us from the powers of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his son and his love. So, Jesus, we believe on that 100 percent working on that cross it. that you paid your precious blood upon. And I come against the spirit of infirmity and affliction and torment. Get out in Jesus name. Satan, get your hands off him in Jesus name. You unclean spirit, leave him now. In Jesus' name. Now, Mike, are you struggling with any kind of unforgiveness or maybe, you know, just holding something against anybody? I would say myself. Oh, okay. I haven't shown forgiveness for, but it, it's more so letting my, be easier on myself. In that okay. Well, then, then pray this prayer. Say, Father God, Father God in, the name, in the name and by the blood of Jesus. You said, if I confess my sin, you're faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I forgive myself now, and I ask you to forgive me of the sin of unforgiveness. And I receive my cleansing now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now put both your hands on your neck. Neck, be loosed, be healed, be whole. Now, in Jesus' name. Now Now move it and tell me what it does. Jesus' name. Wow. It's working there almost at a 10. It's like at a seven and a half day. Really? So 10 being the worst or, or one being the worst? One being the worst. Okay. A lot better than before. All right. 
So we believe right now that that healing anointing is on you. And we believe when you wake up tomorrow, that pain is going to be completely gone. Yes. And it says to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Yes. And we're laying hands in the spirit on you right now. Yes. In Jesus' name. Now, li- now and listen, when those thoughts come, yes. say, no, I've already forgiven myself. Yeah. Your sin is none of the devil's business. You belong to Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, but again, you got to find out what God's telling you to do and do that. There's things he's been telling you to do you've been putting off. Stop putting it off. Lest the worst thing come back on you. Get where you're supposed to be. Do what you're supposed to do. You'll get what you're supposed to get. Amen? Amen. You're a good dude, man. Good to see your beautiful face. (laughs) He's acting upon the words of knowledge because I didn't say nothing to him. Yeah. I don't say nothing to him. Pray for me to have teeth as beautiful as yours. I'm jealous. (laughs) I'm jealous, man. We love you, my brother. All right, guys. Been missing you, man. Amen. All right. Is that it? Thanks, everybody. Love you guys. Bye, guys. Take care, guys. Is your daughter there? Is she gone? Is she? Oh, she's still there. She just hung up. So, um, but you're right. So you picked up on that word. Oh, yeah. Word of knowledge.